It's so good to be back in church, isn't it? I mean, it's, something like, it's not good to be online, but it's nothing like being in the family of God. And, um, and also, one, I just want to honor Clarissa and Bernard. They came back from Dunedin. They made a good choice to come back to Christ Church and live here. <laughs> and uh, it's wonderful to have you guys uh, with us back here. And we married them last year, and then they went to South for a little bit, and then they saw the light, and they came back uh, to here to discuss it. But anyway, like Catherine said, we're starting with seven uh, days of prayer and fasting. I'll be honest with you, I'm hungry already. But anyway, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do fasting very good, I mean, very well. I mean, Catherine's actually a master. She did 21 days. Uh, before the church started, did you do 40 days? Then uh, some fast. 40 days. I mean, that's why the church went so well. It's like 40 days. And she did 21 days. I mean, I've not even done three days. You know, I'm talking about fasting. I'm not talking about water, you know. I'm, I'm... Anyway, but uh, it's, I'm, I'm doing it this, this year a little bit. So thank you, Jesus. I'm still standing right now. And it's all good with fasting and prayer. So wonderful. Every worship at night. I look, so look forward to tonight, 6 to 7. I hope you all come to worship here together. Only one hour, guys. Well, what else are you going to do? You know, this is wonderful just to pray together and to worship together, to come in this way, like Catherine says, to consecrate our lives before the Lord, to consecrate this house to the Lord. And it's so wonderful at the beginning of each year to really focus on Jesus first as our foundation and the source of everything we are and everything we do. Amen. And so we want to focus on the more. This year we want to focus on the more. There's so much more that God wants to do in our lives and through our lives. We want more of God. We want more salvations. We want more presence. Not presence in the sense of gifts. Also more presence. That's good. You know, we want all these rebates and bonuses. That's fine too. But we want the presence of God, the anointing of His Holy Spirit, right? We want the glory of God. We want to see more salvations. We want to see more healings and go deeper with God in intimacy and our relationship with Him. We want to see more healings. We want to see more breakthroughs. We want to see a lot of things. Amen? So good because God is like that. I just want to know Him more. I want to know God more. Do you? I do too. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I tell you, I would love and I want to hunger for His righteousness, for His rightness. I want to hunger for His presence. I want to hunger for intimacy with Him. I want to surrender my life. On Saturday I was here again, on Friday by myself, and I lay, I lay prostrate again on this floor because I said, Lord, I want to stay low. Because when I stay low, you take us up high. You've got to stay low. doesn't mean you're nobody. You're amazing. You're son of the living God. You see it in heavenly places with himself, with Christ. It's beautiful, but we stay low. We live in humility. And then the power of the God comes and he lifts you up and he puts you in the right place. It's just so beautiful. And, and, and for me, honestly, with the Apostle Paul, I pray the prayer in Ephesians. I pray that he would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we would know him better. Amen? Actually, why don't we just read it together? Why don't we stand together? We're going to actually say it together. So you read your Bible today already, right now. Ephesians 1, let's just say it together with a loud voice. Ephesians 1, 17 to 23. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you know me better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. 
and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. <clears throat> Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, it's you and me, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. May the Lord bless his word. You may be seated. The ones who fills everything. I love this in the Passion Translation. It says here, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you. To me, the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. Why? To know him through your deepening intimacy with him. That is my prayer for you and I. That this year, there's a deepening, strengthening relationship with him. My prayer, our prayer for 2024. Lord, that we would know you more. That we would go deeper with you. That we would get more intimate with you. That we know your presence every day, every minute of every day. In the power of the Holy Spirit. And I say we are so hungry. I don't know about you. But I'm so hungry for his presence. I get more hungry for his presence. Particularly after spending time a lot in the secret place last year. And also this year to come. I'm so hungry for his presence. Are you? Come on, we're so hungry for his presence. I'm not happy with a lukewarm Christianity. I'm not happy with mediocrity. I'm not happy with compromise. I'm not happy with all these things like a powerless gospel. There's a lot of powerless gospel around. It's nice little gospel. But there's no power, there's no teeth, there's no, woo, no glory in this house, in this place. And we don't want that. We want the more. We want the more of God. We want God himself. Say, Lord, I want to be hot for you. I want to be hot for you. I want to be steaming hot for you. Come on, let's say it. Lord, we want to be steaming hot for you. I mean, it's very simple, the gospel. I want to be like Jesus and do like Jesus. I want to be like him in character and the fullness of who he is, but also want in the power of the Holy Spirit who he is. Be like Jesus, do like Jesus, in purity and in power. I want to be a revivalist like Jesus was. It's a big word, revivalist. But a revivalist is a person who revives people. Who strength Jesus went around the whole day doing good, right? Doing good, reviving people, blessing people, encouraging people, bringing hope, bringing healing, bringing deliverance, bringing salvation. That's a revivalist. I want to be a revivalist. What about you? Asher wants to be on the front row. He's right here with me. Thanks, Asher. Yeah. Amen. A revivalist in this way. But I tell you, this will not happen without prayer. It will not happen without your intimacy with God. It will not happen without our intimacy with God. Everything Jesus was, everything that Jesus did, came out of his prayer life with the Father. 
from his secret place with the Father. Every day he would go into the wilderness, the Bible says. And he would spend time with his heavenly Father. He couldn't do anything without it. It says here in John 5, 19, I tell you the truth, the Son, Jesus, can do nothing by himself. He does only what he's the Father doing. And whatever the Father does, the Son does also. He's mimicking the Father. Lord, what are you doing? What is happening? What's your presence? I need your presence. I need your guidance, the blueprint. I need you to guide me, to lead me every day, every minute of every day in my life. He says a little bit later in John 5.30, Jesus says, I can do nothing on my own. Hello? This is Jesus, by the way. Fully God, fully man. I can do nothing on my own. How on earth do we think that we can do anything on our own if Jesus can't even do anything by himself? We need the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need his guidance, his voice. We need to hear him, what he's saying to us. We need his presence. It is not by might, not by power, not by my power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. So why do we think that we can do it all by ourselves and not pray and not take time to worship him and to spend time with him and go on our merry way? And oh, I'll think something will happen. God will bless me anyway. I'll go on my merry way and Lord, you look after me. No, he will look after you. But the thing is, there was something completely different for him to look after you or for you to pursue him and to be so close to his heart and so close to who he is. And there is a level, different level of favor. Even Jesus grew in favor. We can grow in favor in anointing and power. It's actually up to you, not up to him. It's up to us leaning in. It's up to us going after the Holy Spirit. It's about pursuing his presence and pursuing his face. More than we pursue his hands. What he can do for you. Who are you? That's a wonderful. Thank you, Esther. You're very kind. They used to sing the whole time. Bless you. It's encouraging, you know. So good. It's so important that we pursue his heart. And that's why we pray this week, guys. We pray because we want to things change. We want to change our relationship with God. We're going to get deeper with the Holy Spirit. But we also want to see change in our city and in our region, in our church, particularly when we look to next week. We're praying together. You know, there's a promise in James. James is Catherine's favorite book, aren't you, Catherine? James 4, verse 8. Look at this. It says here, come close to God, and God will come close to you. Another translation says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Oh, Gideon, I thought that we are one spirit with Jesus. When you're born again, the Bible says we are one spirit with Jesus. I know, and he lives in me. I know. But do you know him? He can be in you. But do you know him? Is he just a roommate across the other side of the bedroom where you never talk to your roommate? He is one spirit with you, but how much do we know him? Because we want to know him. And he wants to know us. He already knows us. But he wants to know us. There's there to be this relationship. I love this in the Passion Translation. It says here, move your heart closer and closer to God. And he will come even closer to you. Isn't that wonderful? See, this kind of relationship comes out of a pursuit of your heart after his heart. After his face. To get to know God. And the only place you're going to get to know God is in your secret place. 
is in the time together. And of course together as we come together in our life groups and also in the church here together. I find it very interesting that the disciples, the only thing they asked Jesus to teach on was prayer. They didn't ask Jesus to teach them how to raise the dead, how to deliver people, how to walk on water, how to multiply bread. Only one thing. Teach us how to pray. And the reason why is because they observed him for the three, three and a half years. And they said, there's something sniffy out here. Every time he goes into the wilderness and comes out, all this stuff takes place. We can ask, we can ask him about raising the dead, walking on water. But it just happens for him when we are close to him in his presence. So something happens when he goes into the wilderness with his father. Something happens there that when he comes out, he has such a compassion for people because he's been face to face with the father in love. But also there's so much power that is released. He snaps his fingers, you know, and boom. Why would it be different for us? If we want to see the greater works that Jesus says we would do, why don't we see them? Well, maybe you say, I do see them. Okay, well, talk later to me. I'll just hear what you're doing. If we don't see at least the same things, what's going on in our church? What's going on in our lives? Where is our spirituality? Where is our relationship with God? Where is the power? Where is the anointing? Where is all that stuff? And then let's go for the character. What about the character? I mean, I look at myself, I thought, man, I got so, so far to go still in my character. My kids are sitting here, my wife, and of course, yeah, you can't lie, can you? This is very obvious, you know, about my character. I got to change my character. I still got to grow in my character with God. How do I do that? One of the places to do it is spend some time with God. And he will help you to do it. It's not some performance thing you get into. It's a leaning thing. What did Jesus say again? He says, abide in me and you will become. And you'll be fruitful. And you will all this stuff. It's all about abiding. It's not about performance. We abide in him and all these things come out. Seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these things shall follow. It's a principle. It's the principle of the Bible. I think it's one of the main principles of the Father. Okay, and so Jesus goes and he teaches them. Okay, I'll teach you about this whole thing. It's called the Lord's Prayer. It's not. It's the disciples' prayer. But anyway, people call it the Lord's Prayer. And so he starts talking about, uh, verse 1, he talks about, <clears throat> hello, what does he say again? Our Father, right, hello be your name. And then your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he continues to go about provision and things like that, right? Now, I want you to see the sequence of what's going on here. First of all, he says, Father, hallowed be your name. That's exactly what he was doing in the wilderness. <clears throat> he would have gone into the wilderness and would have spent time with the Father, the Holy Spirit, and just worship him and just be affectionate and just love each other. Love each other. And so worship and loving God and have this relationship with God has to be number one. Second, 
is then your kingdom come because that's what he wants. He wants his world to impact our world in every way, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So then you got this dedication, this utterance. By the way, did you know it is not just praying, say, Lord Jesus, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Apparently, in the original Greek, it's a statement of faith. It's a statement of declaration. It says, kingdom, your kingdom come. Your will, done. It's more like a son and a daughter declaring what us, as we, as king's kids, king's children, can declare over this thing. But what I'm trying to make a point about is that this is, this is still a prayer. Pray for this. You worship God, and then you pray for these things. Prayer is key to unlocking everything in life. Not just your relationship, but all the things you need. And all the things that he needs to go through you. we got to pray and see God move in our lives. When we pray, God will move in our families, in our businesses, in every part of our lives. When we pray, things start to change. Amen? And that's why Jesus had this move of God with him. Ever thought about that? Jesus, he's a move of God with Jesus. Fully man, but fully God because he was totally dependent on the Holy Spirit like we are supposed to be. And so he does a movement of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. Why? Because of prayer. Because of his relationship with the Father in private. I tell you, if we want to see a move of God in our lives, in our church, in our city, in our nation, we have no other choice than to... Thank you, three people. Pray. Pray just to make it today. We need to pray, people. John Kilpatrick from the beautiful movement in Florida, the big revival, he said recently, he says you can't check, because you can't cash in the check of a move of the Holy Spirit until you deposit through prayer. You can't do anything without depositing prayer first to be able to cash the check of revival Cast a check of a move of the Holy Spirit in your life, in my life, through our church, in a city. There simply is no other way. They go hand in hand. And if we say that we are hungry for more, then the hungry for more is wonderful because it's hunger for Him. It's hunger for a move of the Holy Spirit. But then this is empowered through prayer and through our relationship with Him. We want to be a house of prayer. Amen? This church, I want to be a house of prayer. That means we got to? Pray. No. Really? Yes, really. We're going to pray. So really wonderful. Catherine alluded to this thing last year. So in June last year, we started two, there's other prayer meetings, but two church prayer meetings. Some do in life groups and things. But two prayer meetings for church, right? We started one on a Tuesday night between 6 and 7, and it will continue next week. This week, of course, obviously, we're all going to be there. But the following week, hopefully, you'll still be there. It's going to be like all the time, every week. Yeah? And then also a lunch uh, prayer meeting on Thursdays, 12 to 1. For those who are in, in the city or something, they're working, and you want to take lunch time, lunch break, and go pray. <clears throat> anyway, what I'm trying to say is, <clears throat> what Catherine prophesied last year, was two years ago, I don't even know when it was anymore, but talking about the, the shift, which become a, thing all over the world, is that the shift happened in our life. It was amazing what happened after this prayer. The couple of months after the prayer meeting started, particularly those two prayer meetings, what happened was, oh, heaven broke loose. 
in our church. We had more salvations. We had more baptisms. We had three record months of finances. I'm talking about for a month, like September, highest income ever. We had more attendance, and now, of course, the overflow is here, so we go for two services. But all these things start to happen. It was really, wasn't it, Catherine? It was really obvious. And I tell you, it's really obvious. What I've been doing in my old private time, it's obvious in what I'm doing and how I'm performing, and not performing in the performance center, but in the sense of how I'm living and ministering and stuff, you know. How I'm doing in my life is a direct result of there. When Jesus did all the stuff in ministry, it's the direct result of there. And we have never seen, well, I've not ever seen such a powerful correlation between prayer and anointing and power and to release this stuff into the things that we are called into as a person and as a people and as a church. Amen? Amen. So we're making room for more. But let's be honest. The more is not the main reason, the more people. Although it is what Jesus said. He said he came to seek and save lost people. We want to reach lost people. It's what we do. It's what the church is about. But it's more about our relationship with him. It is more, this week is really about two things. One is to deepen your relationship with him. So when you not eat or when you don't watch TV or whatever you're doing, then you spend time with him and get to know him. Some of you will be sitting there. I said, I I don't even know what to say. I said, I don't even been in this place. I don't even know what to do. And that's fine. My suggestion, what you do, is to start worshiping. Put on some worship music from somewhere. Jesus' image is is very good because it's really flowy. It's just beautiful. And they have big sessions, like half an hour, 40-minute sessions. And just soak in the presence of God. Just worship him. Just worship him. And then read some Bible. And speak some tongues and do some prayer. And it's amazing how God will start to shape you. He'll start to encourage you. And the river behind your puku will start to come alive. And will start to come into all your being. And everything is washed and everything is beautified through the river of the Holy Spirit. It is so beautiful. So the main thing for this week is for him. The second thing is because we want to see more people come and get saved and into the church. By the way, I want to welcome you if uh, some of the leaders, uh, hopefully, surely, but also others, if you want to come for two services, please be our guest, in the sense that we have no idea what's going to happen. Um, but um, it, it's good if some people would say, even for a month or so, hey, I want to be here with you. And, and it helps to kind of have a bit of momentum. A bit of, it's really nice when it's a bigger, bigger, bigger thing. You don't want to have like 50 people sitting in the room, you know. It's just not very nice. It doesn't feel, you know. And so the thing is, if some of you want to say, hey, even come for the second service. Maybe you come for the first service. The second service, stay for the worship. And maybe then in the break, go home. Maybe help us to kind of get this thing going. But also make sure you invite some people. Friends, family, colleagues. Invite them to come in this place. Amen. Prophetically is the scripture here that we prophetically gave, uh, got three years ago, but now again, prophetically, it's Isaiah 54 that Catherine was alluding to. Enlarge the side of your tent, ministry and building, to make room for more children. Everybody say, more children. Everybody say, make more room. 
So make more room for more children. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare them. Lengthen your tent ropes. Make your pegs, stakes firm into the ground. For you will spread out to the right and left, and your descendants will take possession over nations and will inhabit deserted cities. It's all about the blessing of God. It's all about fertility. It's all about, if you look at this whole chapter, about Zion. It's about uh, God coming and just this kind of this, 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 this birthing of, of new things. I love this as I in the Passion, trans passion Translation. The Passion Translation says this, increase is coming. Let's say it together. Increase is coming. That's what God says to us. So enlarge your tent, your building. Or if somebody wants to give us a new building by next week, that's fine too. We're going to one big thing together. If any one of you wants to give me $10 million, we may be able to just get something. Um, then we'll do that. But otherwise, we'll go for two services. Last your tent, add extensions to your dwelling. That's exactly what we're doing. We can't actually extend anything out there, but we can do two services. Extend our reach in this way. Hold nothing back, people. Make the tent ropes longer and pegs stronger, and you will increase to spread out in every direction. Increase is coming. Are you ready for the more? Again, I want to say to you, it's not about only about the people. It's not about more people to come to our services. It is about the presence of the Holy Spirit. What I would love to see that's got that in this year to come, by the way, we're going to have a revival conference in the end of May. Just don't go anywhere at the end of May. We're going to have the guys from Numa coming here. Make sure you don't go anywhere. No plans. It's winter anyway. Make sure you're here the last week of, of um, May. Last week of May. Uh, I believe by that time, we'll be in revival by that time. By that time, we'll be so impassioned by the Holy Spirit. We will so be leaning into the Holy Spirit in our worship, in our personal times, that things will start to just move. I would love this church, like any other church, this church to be just a beacon of the Holy Spirit, such a well of God's presence. And everyone say, have you heard about this church? Oh, you got to go there. The miracles. Everything is happening. God is moving so powerfully. Guys, why can't we do this together? But it's not just going to happen. You can also go the other way, become an institution. We're just happy Christians. What about us becoming this passionate bunch of people and say, we want to go where no other man or person or woman has ever treaded? The greater works of Jesus, what are they? I don't know, but let's find out. Let's find out. Let's go on a journey together. Let's go on a journey. But I'll tell you something. We cannot just do it by performance. We cannot by foot running faster. Giving more money is good because we can do more things. But it's not about that either. It is about your heart. It's about my heart being connected to his heart. And when he can trust us and sees your heart, he'll say, boom. Sorry about this. I'm going to be excited about the Holy Spirit, you know. Boom. Come on, 24 is for more. Say it together, 24 is for more. We're believing for the more of the Holy Spirit in every way. More salvations, more everything. People being sent out into the mission field, anything. This is the more of the Holy Spirit. Let's lean into prayer, shall we? Let's lean into the Holy Spirit. Let's prepare our hearts for a mighty move of God right here. Yes, we can be inspired by things that are around the world. That's good, guys. And I do too. And I learn and I glean and I lean in because I want that stuff in my life. But we can have the same or more. 
Gotthold's last year will be, become an apostolic center from which revival will flow. A prophet from Australia read this to me and put it into a, well, told me after the conference, and then he put it into the, into the note. No. He says, you will be an apostolic center of the Holy Spirit from which revival will flow. Guys, that's exciting. So let's lean into the Holy Spirit for this mighty move of God. I tell you, we've been feasting on food a lot, haven't we? Have you? Oh, man, honestly, I can't see any dessert anymore. I mean, I'm glad we're fasting this week because I have gained some weight. Oh, man, all the way from Christmas, all the way to last week of the holidays, all these meals and all these barbecues and all these desserts. We never have dessert. All these desserts everywhere. Oh, man. And we've been feasting on food. But I want to challenge you that this week we're going to feast on His presence and not on food. We're going to deny food for a moment and we're going to feast on His presence. And yes, we will do communion because I will do communion every day because you feast on His presence. I don't want taking a bit of bread. Although I'm fasting bread, I will, I'll take this because this is, this is Him. And Jesus says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you can't be part of me. So oh, no, I want to eat this flesh. I want to be part of Him. You know? So I'll have that. But let's feast on the Holy Spirit. Let's, let's leave some of the flesh around and let's go for the Holy Spirit. Jesus, even Jesus says, my food is what? Is to do the will of the Father and to finish my race. What about our food? Yes, that's physical. What about our food that is spiritual? That we have His kingdom come, His will be done. And running our race as a church and individually, a race in this way. It's important that we pray, people. And that's why this week we consecrate our lives. Aren't you happy it's not 21 days? I was going after 21 days, but all of us felt together were seven. So, okay, we're lucky. Last week was 21. We'll do it again, 21. <clears throat> but the thing is, though, it's wonderful that we can set time aside for Him. It's a holy moment. It's a holy set-apart gathering, consecration time. And I believe, and we believe together, come on, that when we hit next Sunday and then the Sundays after that, I'll start a series right now, start today, a five-week series on the presence of God, right? This is number one. Next week on the presence of five weeks. Because presence is our priority. It's number one. Our biggest value that we have. So we're going after the presence. I tell you, after the end of February, man, we'll be like, woo. Amen? But it's only when we pray together, do together, worship together, stand together, cover one another. I want to finish with this. I'm done. I want to finish with Psalm 24. Also quite prophetically, of course, the season 2024, obviously the Psalm 24 will be associated. But you know, did you know that... Um, did you know this calendar year in the Hebrew, the Hebrew year is not 2024. The Hebrew year is 5,784. The year 5,784. And some of you would know, this is called the year of the open door. And some of you may have heard also prophetic around the world that people really believe this is the year of the open door. And I believe it too. Is the year of the open door. That means there are significant doors are going to be opened for you personally, in your life, in your business, in your uh, workplace, in your family. Significant things will be opened as we come into a secret place. The things will be opened to you that you've never seen before. But also in our church, doors will be opened that we've never seen before. But the most important door is in Psalm 24. It's the most, most important door that we want opened in our lives. 
The earth is the Lord's, verse 1, and everything in it, the world and all its people belong to him. For he laid the earth's foundations and the seas, and he built uh, it on the ocean's depth. Who may ascend, who may climb the mountain of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God their Savior. Verse 6, such people may seek you and worship in your presence. Other, other translations talks about these are the people who seek your face. They seek your presence. And then we go, here comes the door. Verse 7, open up ancient gates. Open up your ancient doors and let the King of glory enter. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord invisibly, so invisible in battle, invincible, sorry, not invisible, invincible in battle. Open up your gates, open up your ancient doors that the King of glory may enter. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of heaven's armies. He is the King of glory. What I'm really excited about, come on, let's stand together. What I'm really excited about is that we enter and we open up the King of glory door. Is the door of His presence. That the door of His presence in our personal hearts, in our church, in wherever we are, that we open the door of His presence and say, Lord, we are so hungry for You. We are so hungry for Your presence. We are so hungry for everything that You have for us, Lord. We bless Your holy name. And so, come on, let's welcome the Holy Spirit. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit. Lord, we make room for You. I make room for You in my life. We make room for You in our lives, in our church, Lord. It's all about You, Jesus. It's all about You, Jesus. Come on, let's sing some worship to Him. 